Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our car. And today, we are, I say we, uh, by we, I just mean me, I am flying underneath a gold... Nope, that's an American Eagle. The juvenile American Eagle, bald eagle, beautiful. I'm driving along and I'm going on my way to the my local gun shop, which for me it means it's 45 miles away because that's about as local as anything is from where we live out in the middle of God and His country, out amongst the creatures of nature. So, welcome to the show. I, I'm doing this solo today because for some strange reason, Spice would rather sit home and do her uh, work that go to the gun shop with me. I just don't understand. I'm going to the gun shop not because I'm going to be buying a gun, although with me you never know. Uh, I have other things to take care of. I've sold a bunch of stuff on consignment, and I need to do a little bit of paperwork and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I've sold a couple of cases of ammunition, surplus ammunition, and several other items at the gun shop via consignment. And if you're listening to this right now, you might be a little surprised when you hear I'm talking about selling guns and ammunition at this point in time because they're kind of hard to come up with right now. Sure, you can buy guns, but the ammunition, it is really hard to come up with. This is right now when I'm recording this. This is December of 2020, right after the election and throughout the last six months, getting ammunition of any kind has been like, really hard. So, the subject of my podcast today, and the subject of the story I'm going to write off of it, is a retouching of how much ammunition do I think is enough to have. Because I can tell you I have more ammunition than I need. I have more ammunition than I can shoot off in a lifetime. So, it's time for me to get rid of some. And this ammunition that I came that I have... I bought when it was readily available and dirt cheap, which is when you buy ammunition. You don't buy ammunition unless you're desperate, when it's very hard to come up with, like right now. So a guy like me who's been prepping for decades, who has stuff put away, has plenty of, 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 of the firearms and ammunition, so it's not, even, it's not something that I would even consider buying right now. That's not helpful to newer people in prepping. Well, he said, well, yeah, that's good for you, Salty, but what about me? What do I need to do? Well, I came to, that's what I'm doing this podcast for, is to talk a little bit about um, ammunition, firearms, and needs. Not wants, not desires, but needs. Okay? Needs. In a time of difficulty sourcing ammunition. And to a certain extent, guns, but not so much on Okay, so, how much is enough? There's always a thing, how much is enough? Well, to me, it all kind of depends on what your, what your goal is for prepping. If, you, if your goal is to survive 25 years of Mad Max situation, then, well, uh, yeah, I, I have nothing for you. I really, because there's no reasonable answer for that, because it's, I don't really think that's a reasonable premise to actually prep for. I just don't see that as, as a viable option that you could prep for 25 years of Mad Max. You could prep for a year of Mad Max, and that's at least doable. But 25 years of it? No. 
And even when we're talking about Mad Max, how many gunfights are we talking about here that you plan to get into? Uh, me, I plan to get into none. I very much hope to never actually point my gun at a human being in anger. That's my goal. But I realistically realize that it could happen to me, so I do need to be prepared to be able to take care of myself in at least a limited situation. And so I think that's a very, very, very reasonable and important prep to be able to take care of you and your family in a limited situation with enough um, self-defense ammunition to take care of yourself. Also, another scenario which I think is a very, very, very important to prep for is to be able to continue to practice your shooting by going to the gun range and doing what you do right now and have ammo to spend at the range to keep your skills up and learn new skills. That's very important. And you need to be able to do this, in my opinion, whether ammunition is available to replace what you're shooting or no. So that's another bunch of ammunition that you need to kind of stack upon the first self-defense ammunition. Okay, And these are actually two different kinds of ammunition in a lot of cases. Self-defense is one kind of ammunition. Range ammunition is a second kind of ammunition. It's generally cheaper. It's generally full metal jacket. Uh, you do able need to be able to shoot your self-defense rounds, but you don't need to be able to shoot your self-defense rounds every single time you go to the range because the self-defense rounds are much more expensive. Okay? And thirdly, you need to have enough ammunition on store so it's going to be able to last you for a while if ammunition becomes very scarce or very expensive. Now, at this point in time, I know a bunch of you out there are saying, reload, 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 reload. Yes, reload is good. I have the reloading supplies. I have reloaded many a shell in my life. Having said that, that's a different topic we're not going to talk about reloading right now. Just assume when I'm talking about purchasing ammunition, if you're talking reloading, I'm talking about replacing reloading supplies. I'm talking about primers. I'm talking about powder. I mean, you know how long it, a couple years ago, after Sandy Hook, do you know how hard it was to get just some simple unique, which is what I use for, for, a lot of things. I mean, Unique is a great powder. Very versatile. And I use it for a lot of things. I could not get, for two years, I couldn't get any Unique. So, reloading supplies is kind of a different animal, but it goes along in the same vein. Okay. So, we've got self-defense. We've got range ammo. And then we've got enough ammo to stretch us through. Now, how much do you shoot? Do you shoot a lot? Do you shoot a little? You know, and... and when I'm talking about how much do you shoot, I mean really literally how many rounds did you spend last year? Not how many rounds did you want to spend last year, how many rounds do you think you should have spent last year, how many rounds did you shoot last year, okay? How many rounds did you shoot the year before, okay? How many rounds did you shoot before the Go back three or four years and figure out how much you've shot over the last three or four years and think, okay... Well, that's a reasonable guess about what I'll probably shoot this year, unless my habits change. And you can, that's a number you can actually work with. You can take that number, and you can start to do a multiplier. Well, I want to have three years' worth of ammunition of what I've shot. So, well, if you shot 500 rounds, well, that's 1,500 rounds. Pretty simple, eh? To me, <clears throat> again, there's two kinds of ammunition. There's range ammunition, 
and there's self-defense ammunition. Self-defense ammunition, you absolutely need to have as much as you think you are going to realistically use in a stuff-hits-the-fan scenario. And that, I can't, I can't talk to you about that. That's you. That's your, you know, your comfort level. We're, we each live in different areas. We each have different um, needs, different wants, different levels of family to protect, different properties to protect. <clears throat> you know, you may live in a suburb that, you know, you think the, the chances are very good that the, the lid's going to come off of things pretty quickly. Or you may live in a place where you think, well, you know, I'm really probably going to be pretty safe here. I mean, so it's entirely situational. Um, I know a lot of people on the interwebs come out and say, well, you need X many rounds per gun. Boom. That's what you need. Boom. Cookie cutter. X many rounds per gun. It's often, I often hear a thousand rounds per gun. Thousand rounds per gun. Okay. Well, yeah, that is a number, but is it a realistic number? Is it a, is it a number that makes any sense? Uh, to me, that number does not make any sense. That does not fit my shooting patterns. Because I have lots of guns. If I had a thousand rounds per gun, and I'm a collector, I, I enjoy collecting guns. A lot of my guns are not really what most people would call prepping guns. I mean, uh, I, I collect Mosins. <coughs> Excuse me. And while Mosins are a great collecting gun, they're a fun gun to shoot. And a Mosin with plenty of... Uh, Actual hollow point or hunting type ammo is a very handy uh, prepping gun. Having, if I had, for example, six Mosins, just the only differentiation because, well, this one's a Tula, uh, this one's pre war, this one's Finnish, you know, this one, yeah. The various things that collectors look for, you know, this has really strong markings on it. This one here was never arsenaled. The collector stuff. I don't need to count those in my calculation. I have uh, several Mosin Naval revolvers. I'm sorry, Nagant revolvers. I'll get this right. I got several Nagant revolvers. And these guns, while a blast to shoot and fun to collect, are perhaps the single worst choice of, of a multi-shot gun that I could think of for a prepper, because they are impossible to load quickly. You just can't do it. You, you've got your seven shots, and yes, they're a seven-shot revolver, and then you're done. I mean, you're done. That's it. you got your seven shots, and you're because you literally have to pound the shells out of them. So I don't count any ammunition that I have towards my Negant revolvers. I've got a couple of, of little, fun little uh, 32 ACP revolver. Well, one of them actually is a revolver. It's an Negant revolver with a 32 ACP cylinder in it. How fun is that? But I don't stock 32 APC as part of my prepping. What I do is I use a very specific ammo and collection philosophy. What I mean by that is I am very picky about any gun that I consider a prepping gun must be one of several particular sizes or calibers, period, end of discussion. If it's not this, I don't consider it a prepping gun, and I do not stock ammunition for it other than what I feel like playing with at the range. Here's how my breakdown works. In handguns, I have two calibers. Well, so 22, we'll come back to later. I have two calibers that I go with. Nine millimeter, every semi-automatic prepping gun that we own, or handgun we own is a nine millimeter. 
period. End of discussion. I don't have 45s. I do have a couple 45s, but I don't consider them prepping guns, and I don't stock prepping ammunition for them. I don't do 10 millimeters, although I do have a 10 millimeter. I don't stock the prepping uh, ammunition for nine millimeter, and that's it. That way, I could have say five or six or seven nine millimeter guns, but I don't need fifteen hundred rounds for each of those seven of practice rounds. I mean, that's that, that's getting to be ridiculous. Um, my second caliber is three fifty seven slash thirty eight special. Okay, this is for my wheel guns, just because I love wheel guns, and the three fifty seven thirty eight are an interchangeable round as long as you buy the 357 gun. The 38 special is an interchangeable round for it. So I buy 357 or all my, most of my guns are 357s. Now I don't have a lot of 357 range ammo. I usually use 38. This is some of the stuff that, that I do reloads on. 38 is cheap. It's a good round to shoot. It's a fun round and it's cheap. And it has the big advantage of being cheap. You might have noticed the repetition there. So that's 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 it, pretty much. Yeah, uh, forty-four Magnum. Yeah, it's a great round. I don't have any. You know, I just don't. All the other calibers, uh, forty-five Cowboy. No, don't got one. It's three fifty-seven or thirty-eight. Boom, that's it. And also, my third type of round that I use exclusively for practice, is 22 long rifle. And I have rifles and pistols. Basically, we have uh, AR-1522s, good ones. And we have 22 caliber uh, trainer versions of our main handguns. So that a lot of the shooting that we do is 22 long rifle. We do this because you can still keep your good technique together for the most part. I shoot a much cheaper ammunition, and you can just you can get this stuff anywhere. And if you want to really shoot a lot of a lot of bullets, that's the way to do it. Twenty-two. So that's pretty much it, you know. So we don't have to have small amounts of umpteen zillion calibers around. What we end up having is a reasonable amount of two or three calibers, and then on the other side of things. Uh, on the shoddy side of things, we have two sizes of shotguns. Period. End of discussion. 12 gauge and 410. And uh, I'll come back to 410 and why we have 410 in our mix here in just a bit. But I have reached the gun store. I am actually there. And I am going to pull in and do my thing here. And then I'm going to put you on pause. You're getting paused. And then I'll come out and we'll continue on with this. We won't say too much more because we're about there. Okay, you're going on pause. Happy pausing. Hey, I'm back again. About 45 minutes later for you and virtually instantaneous. So, uh, yeah, it was that was an interesting experience. I went into my favorite local gun shop. Ah. Popping a cold one. In this case, it's a cold can of orange juice. Um, okay, uh, I went into my local gun shop and shelves were bear or you could buy guns but even still the guns themselves the selection was not nearly as much as i would expect of course it's the week before christmas so you know there's that it's probably kind of picked over for that reason but ammunition 
Wow. I mean, I looked around to see what you could see. Very, very little. Some 28 gauge. Ah, I had a drink of libation there. Some 12 gauge. Quite a bit of 12 gauge, but that's usual. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Um, no 410. Nothing in any of the usual calibers you would see for a handgun. Nothing. They, ha- I mean, nothing. You couldn't even get uh, stuff like uh, uh, 9x18. I mean, nothing. No 45, no 45 cowboy, no, certainly no 38, no uh, 9mm, obviously, no 10mm. Uh, so it's the reloading supplies, and they were out of percussion caps of all kinds. Uh, they're out of unique again. They're out of about the only stuff they had was the stuff that you use for magnum rounds, as far as the powders go. I mean, it was pretty picked over. So I asked the guy when the last time he saw a nine millimeter was. He said, "Oh yeah, well, I got uh, two hundred boxes of it in yesterday, ten cases, I guess." Uh, in yesterday, I said, "How long did you have it?" He's like, "Oh, it was sold before we, you know, it never hit the hit the shelves. We have standing orders for a couple hundred thousand rounds. I've still got standing orders for. So when they come in, you know, it's first come first serve of our regular customer. Uh, now, one of the reasons this is one of my favorite gun shops is that their pricing is on a cost plus basis, and so when they get it in, it's selling." And they're only buying from their normal sources. They're not buying from the gougers, unlike some other gun shops do. So the only stuff they're getting in is from the regular distributors, which means it's going out at standard pricing, which is I love that about... You know, this is one of the reasons I shop at, at this place is because, yeah, they may not have it, but they're not going to gouge you if they do. Uh, they're not going to raise the price even a little. Now, the only time they're going to raise the price is if the price goes up to them. From their normal distributors. So, you know, this, to me, this is the kind of a gun shop you want to develop a relationship with. And anyway, I look, so I looked around at guns, see if there was anything that caught my eye. Uh, there's a whole lot of uh, people selling AR and AK type pistols with the pistol uh, braces right now. I know there's so a lot of talk about them becoming... Uh, guns non grata where you'll have to actually buy the stamp for them or get a stamp for them. It's a, certainly an ongoing discussion right now with the political stuff going on. I'm not going to get into this far beyond the scope of this, but I did see a lot of those. And I've seen, I saw a lot of old military collectible, which I love. Um, I didn't see anything I needed. I'm looking for one thing in particular right now, and this is my digression. Right now I'm looking for a really top quality condition unmodified full length 3040 crag in original condition i doesn't i mean i i understand that the bluing is going to be gone off of one of those things for after all this time because the bluing on those are horrible to start with i get that but i just don't want it bubbaized i can get bubbaized ones for 200 bucks that's no big deal it's not that, that the crag is that wonderful a gun i just want one that is as close to being right as I can get it. And so I'm always looking for that. And they know I've got my eyes out for that. So anyway, long story short, no ammunition, hardly at all, except for 12 gauge, which brings me back to what I wanted to talk about 12 gauge. To me, even though a lot, every prepper that I know has one and people talk about the value of 12 gauges in a, yeah, yeah, they're great guns, blah, 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 sort of sense. But they're not, they don't 
talk to them about them the way they talk about like ARs and AKs and and the really fun guns because 12 gauges are they're a bit brutal to shoot you know they they'll they'll knock you out a little bit and they're fairly short range and you know it's just not as sexy as a as one of these hard hitting or super fast shooting rifles it's not having said that there is no better gun for home defense than a 12 gauge there is no better gun for a home defense in my opinion than a 12 gauge the 12 gauge will take care of business and you got so many rounds that you can get for the thing and it's, it's to me it's a no-brainer the second part of the 12 gauge uh, thing and to a lesser extent step forward if you are going to want to reload there's nothing easier in this world to reload than a 12-gauge shell. I was reloading 12-gauges shells perfectly with 1970s, well, actually 1960s equipment. It was in the 70s, but the equipment was 10 years. 1960s equipment when I was 12 years old, and the shells were perfect. There was nothing wrong with them. They shot just as good as factory shells. So... You know, if they're dead easy to load, a 12-year-old can do it no problem. They're dead easy to load. The reloading equipment is dirt cheap. Brand new, it's dirt cheap. And it's just so simple to do. So to me, if you're going to start, decide, hey, you know, I'd like to maybe get into reloading, a 12-gauge reloading system is the perfect place to start. Now, if you get it a little more flexible, you get a 12-gauge, a 410, or whatever else. I mean, you may be a 20-gauge person. I'm not. But you may be a 20-gauge person. It's the same thing. Very inexpensive to do. Now, the reason I'm not really a 20-gauge person is kind of twofold. I do own one. My very first shotgun I ever had was a 20-gauge, and I still have it. But I'm just not a 20-gauge person because I don't see any really big advantage over a 12-gauge. It doesn't have that much less recoil. It hits less hard. And frankly, I don't. There's the, a 20-gauge is a round I do not want in my shooting vest. But I also have a 12 gauge because a 20 gauge shell will just drop right down into the barrel of a 12 gauge. And that would be a bad thing. Because I shoot a lot when I shoot shotguns. I shoot a lot of single shot. You know, most of the time I'm shooting a single shot. I'm shooting an old smoke pole just because it's what I like. I, I do have a, um, one of my main home defense guns is a 16 and a half inch pump, 12 gauge pump riot gun. And. It's a great little home defense gun, but nobody shoots those things. Nobody shoots them for fun. They are a brutal little machine to shoot. So, you know, I, I like the old smoke poles. And I got a big, I admit it, I got a big rubber pad on the thing. I don't care. I'm gonna, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Uh, I don't mind it loving on my shoulder to, a, to an extent. But there's a difference between having a gun love on your shoulder and have a gun be uh, involved in BDSM on your shoulder. And I have no real need to be beaten to death by a, by a gun. So I'll use a pad. But the 12 gauges to me are the hero round and the hero gun of the gun shortage, ammunition shortage situations. Because I don't think I have ever seen, as much as I've seen this and that sell out, I don't think I've ever seen 12 gauge shells sell out. I just, I just don't recall ever having seen that even today there were cases of the stuff on the shelf i happened to stop at a big box retailer for well i wanted my drink for one thing and i wanted to pick up a couple small grocery items that, that only they stock because it's a store brand and so i wandered by their their uh, hunting area and what did they have 12 gauge 
they did have a few boxes of 28, but they had 12 gauge. And that's all. Well, okay, they had a few rifle rounds. They had some 303 British, interestingly. I can't really imagine why they <laughs> We had a stock 303 British full metal jacket, but it's not for me to decide. Uh, they had some 6.5 Creedmoor uh, hunting rounds. That was about it. So, just an FYI. That's what I saw. So, to me, getting back to the main subject of this, the the key to stocking up on the rounds that you need is to buy it when it's not scarce. And yeah, I know. I know. That doesn't help you if you are short of what you need to have, and it's now, and you just can't get it. And you're having to pay usurious prices to get it. My argument is, I would rather not even buy any of those rounds if I had a couple of magazines full of shells already. I got a cough again. <coughs> I, see, I normally don't talk very much, so when I'm doing talking, I have a little bit of congestion right now. I cough a lot, so I'm sorry about that. I would rather, I would rather recommend buying 12-gauge guns if you don't have one. And buying 12-gauge rounds when nothing else is available. Because a 12-gauge will help protect you. If you're talking about a long gun, you can still find hunting rounds. So, And they're not even going to be overpriced. You can still find 270 hunting rounds. They're still out there. I didn't see any today, but you can still find them. They're not that hard to find. You can still find 6.5 Creedmoor. You can still find rounds like that at normal prices. So you don't have to worry about that too much. Go ahead and get your hunting rounds, however much you think you're going to need, and get that stocked away when all the rest of the stuff is hard to come. And then just watch and wait. Because sooner or later, it's going to come back down. If you have your hunting rounds, and if you have your 12-gauge rounds, so you can protect your home, you're pretty much where you need to be, and then you can get your other practice rounds over time as they become available. Um, To me, when I buy a gun... Let's say, for example, were I buying a brand, and I didn't have a gun, were I buying a gun in normal times? Let's just say I'm going to buy a uh, Smith & Wesson Shield 9mm, just a standard, everyday, good firearm. The first thing I'm going to do, I'm not going to leave that store without at least four magazines, assuming they have them. And I'm going to shop at places that carry magazines for the guns they sell. And I'm not going to leave that store without... Four magazines full of self-defense rounds in normal times. That's just how I start. Because there's no point in having a gun if you don't have the ammunition to shoot it. There is no point of having a gun if you don't have the ammunition to shoot it. So when you're buying, part of the cost of buying that gun needs to be the self-defense rounds. And you probably need, if you, in normal times, you, you want to go ahead and buy a, you know, 250 rounds at least minimum of target rounds when you buy a gun. If it's your first gun of that caliber and you're planning to use it for self-defense prepping. And this may seem like a lot, but the whole point of having a gun is shooting the gun. There's no point in having a gun if you can't shoot it or won't shoot it. Because you won't be able to shoot a gun accurately unless you learn how that gun works. That gun may not work accurately or as as intended if you don't take it out and break it in. Guns have a break-in period. Just like motors, just like any machine, you need to, especially semi-automatics. Wheel guns, not so much. But if it's a semi-automatic, you know, most semi-automatics start working well after the first 500 rounds. 
or start working better, even if they're cycling and everything. Once you, it just takes a while to get them broken in. It just that's the way it is. So this is all part of buying a new gun is buying the ammunition. And a lot of people, when they buy a gun, they just buy the gun and maybe a box of ammunition. And offense it's not even self-defense rounds. And to me, that's, that's, that is where the mistake is made by a lot of folks. That is something you should not do. But what's done is done. So where are you? Let's, what are you going to do now? I'm going to go back to, if, if I'm in a situation where I'm just stuck, I'm going to start buying 12-gauge right now. Because it's what's available at normal prices. That's where I'm going. And if I don't have a 12-gauge, well, I think it's a good time to get a 12-gauge. Hey, you could find some good, reliable, semi-auto, if that's your groove, 12-gauges for really inexpensive money. I saw like 10 of the things on the shelves, those those uh, AR-style 12-gauges. I saw 10 of them on the shelf at the, at the store I was just, or the, the gun shop I was just at. And it, you know, they were reasonably priced. So, you know, they're out there. Okay, let's go back and review. You buy what's available. You prioritize by what type of round you need, whether it's self-defense or practice. And you get the appropriate amount of each. And again, I'm not giving you a number. I don't know what you're going to shoot. I don't know. Some people will never shoot 500 rounds through, their, through a gun they buy in the lifetime of the gun. For me, that's a day at the range. So I don't really know what to tell you on the amount because that's, that's a, it's dependent on how much you will shoot it. What's your budget? What can you afford? I am a big fan of using 22 long rifle to get more shooting in when it's available. And it was available in as much as you would want quantities over the last year and a half up until this recent shortage. So, you know, can't, can't really, uh, can't really fault people or, uh, can't really put the blame on unavailability up until the last six months because it was available. Well, that's kind of what I have to say. So be interesting to say or see what you uh, think about uh, all of this. So we go ahead and log into uh, or go into 3BY, Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and you.com and find the story that matches this article or find a story that matches it and drop a, drop a note on there. Tell me if you think I've making sense or should go suck my head. Either way, just let me know, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.